and welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your hosts, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, really, welcome back. <laughs> oh man, I know we said we were going to try to get more uh, consistent, but... We need to stop saying that, because every time we say it, we're like, alright, we have a lot of stuff planned out for the next few weeks, something happens to where we can't film for a few weeks. Yeah, no, I was sick for a little while, you yeah, got sick. Yeah, I was sick for a while. And not to mention that you were exhausted, that's one week that yep. we took off because you were stressed out about your, your uh, <laughs> Kickstarter, by the way, congratulations. Yes. So, viewers of the podcast, any of you who backed it, thank you so much. If not, well, um, hopefully you'll back the next one. Yeah, so... I was about to have like some slander. It's like, well, you know what? If you didn't back it, no. And it's I, funny, because I've been sitting here waiting to congratulate you, and then we were just right. so exhausted. Uh, you, you were exhausted from that day, which is fine. I wanted to sure. hang out with the wife anyways. Yep. I wasn't feeling good the next week. Yep. Uh, then you, you're like, hey, well, I got a bit of a sore throat. No, you, you go home. Stay yeah. home. <laughs> you did. You just uh, immediately, as soon as I was like, you know what? I already know what your answer is going to be, and I hate to say it, but it, it was just really just a slight cold, right? Yeah. Um, I said for a day or two, but I wasn't going to spread it because I know it was contagious. My daughter gave it to to my son, which gave it to his mother, which gave it to me. And it lives in our house for, like, a month at a time, many sicknesses. Yeah, and so, like, I was like, uh, no, thank you, I just got over the flu. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, of like, course. But that's all right. You know, we're back, at least for now. <laughs> oh, uh, we might not be able to film the next couple of weeks. I'll explain why later. Anyway, we are back for now. <laughs> but And we have a pretty interesting topic. We were, like, kind of racking our brains a little bit earlier, and we're like, you know what, we, we want to do something that we haven't done in a while, so we decided yeah. to chits and giggles. Yeah, and then it's been we, a while. You came up with this topic, and as soon as you did it, you both you had that aha moment of like, I got it. And, I was, <laughs> and every time you do that, I'm always like, uh huh, sure. And then you told me, I'm like, you got it. <laughs> that is a that's a good list. I like that. And honestly, <laughs> if you need to know what the topic is, just look right over his head there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You'll notice that there is a few games above my head that you just recently got or mm -hmm. expansions. That really, you know, we, we talk about the exper the overall experience of a game. You know, it's not just about how it plays from start to finish. There's yeah. also the setup. There's also learning the rules. There's also the components. There's also the packaging. And mm -hmm. the packaging will sometimes decide whether you get it to the table. Like, yeah. if you have a game that's overflowing with expansions and that box doesn't even sit... Like, that's going to intimidate a lot of people. Yeah, well, don't get me wrong. That, that yeah. box is going to intimidate people just by the size. Oh, it will. It will. And so our topic today is quite simple. You came up with it. Games that need the big box treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what we mean 100%. by that is, like, you can see over his head, Everdell, that help is holding the base game, all the expansions. They also gave us a hardback or, like, a large uh, comprehensive yep. rule book in yep. there. It's amazing. Right above it, Final Girl Season 1, yep. all in a big box there. Uh, there's another one that's doing it. De uh, Western Legends is sending a big box. I also have the comprehensive rule book right here. And not and it's not just the the big box per se. It's the full thing. Yeah. You want you want the big box, of course, mm -hmm. but a good storage solution if there's a lot of expansions, if you're a completionist. Rule like a comprehensive rules. rule book. It doesn't yep. need to be hardback, but just where you have everything with the for right. the expansions and one yeah. thing to check. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely helpful for the player. 
you know, and I mean, how cool is it to bring out, especially a hardbound book? Yeah. Right? And say, this is my rule book. It's like literally a <laughs> rule book. Yeah. Another thing I like about what they did with the Everdell one mm-hmm. is not only you get the, the rule book for yeah. the comprehensive story, it also has a reference for every single card for all mm-hmm. the expansions, how this works with this and stuff like that. Yeah. So it gives you a whole nother book just to how to read how a car, certain card works. Exactly. Exactly. So it... I completely agreed with you when you came up with this list, and I am excited to talk about my list. I threw it together in about a minute and a half. Well, which is interesting about this one is these are a lot of older games for me, some newer games, and some ones that I kind of combined because they're kind of the same. Right. Now, I did put one on here that I am predicting that you will have on your list. I think uh, I know which one you're talking about because I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, he's probably got it on his list. Well, we'll see. I So... I know two that should be on your list. I know one for sure is. There is only one game on my list that I don't own. Only one. Yeah. Only one. So we'll we'll talk about that. And I don't think you'll be... I think you'll be surprised by it, actually. Yeah. So my number one... Wait for it. You'll see. It'll make more sense when I explain it. So <laughs> Number one will shock you. Your number one will shock you. Wait till the end. Uh, for those of you who turned in, who wanted to hear our results for our contest, we will be pulling it by the end of... By our filming for next week, if we do film. Yeah. And we will definitely get the winner, and we'll reach out to you soon. Uh, uh, the so big part of it us. is, uh, it got pushed back, because, again, we were sick. We were right. dealing with illnesses. Yep. I was dealing on the anniversary of my father's death. I'll just flat out a minute, so I yep. had to deal with that stuff. Then I got the flu right after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're feeling bad in a bunch of different ways. So bear with us. Life happens. We get it. And that that's what's going to happen from here. Yeah. But before we get into that... Even though we haven't been playing much lately, <laughs> Daniel, what have you been playing? I was able to pull four, four games out, thank God, and out of five games that I could pull, <laughs> I pulled four, so it's been a bit much. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is the first one um, that I have mentioned before and played, but I was able to show it to you, something you've been wanting to play. Okay. Uh, we, we're going to have our Halloween game night. Uh, That's the last yes. time we got together, and yes. the, the other two people that canceled on us. So I'm like, well, let's not play this. So we ended up playing a couple other games, mm-hmm. uh, which one of them I'll mention later. But this one, you're like, I really want to play this. We tried last time at two, then realized it needs to be three only. Yep. So I made my wife play with us. And this what thank you to his wife. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you listen to the podcast. I don't blame you. <laughs> my wife actually listens to the podcast more than yours. I'm fairly certain. I highly doubt it because she hears me editing it. That's true. <laughs> my wife will randomly pull up our YouTube video and just start watching it while she's next to me for some reason. I haven't figured out why or what kind it's of It's a bit annoying, she... though, right? Watching yourself? Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I've lived it already. I don't need to relive these. these. So, uh, anyways, this one is Cryptid. Cryptid, yeah. Um, it's a nice deduction game where you're... I'm giving a, a bit of a clue, you're giving a bit of a clue, and the other players are giving a bit of a clue. It's uh-huh. modular setup, so you pull a card, you set it up, then you give everybody a clue. There's extra clues that you can get. Your big thing about it was, is there going to be enough information with just right. three people? Right, because I only... it took us 15 minutes. Mine only said something like it was within... Or no, uh, mine was like... Either this zone or this zone or something to and that it's effect. Within, you, I think yours was within, within two three. of a, like a certain predator. Yeah, I don't like know if a green cougar or, or the, yes, the bear. The bears, that's right. And, and I was like, okay, I mean, that's that's a lot of spaces. Like, And 
like, I get, like, if it were just in a certain area. Like, if it had, like, five or six spaces, like, yeah, this is, like, the part where the Venn diagram overlaps Perhaps. and stuff. But no, you're telling me that it comes up with one exact space. Spot. The entire game. The entire game. And that blows my mind. And then, that so, precision. like, his was the, the Predators. My wife's was within three of a certain object because there's colored objects on the board. You got some right. white ones, your blue ones, your green, uh, gray ones. No. White, blue, green, black. I think those yeah. are the ones. And so hers was something like within three of a white object. Well, I have a good piece of information. It tells me exactly what type of territory it could be on. It could either be on a desert, or I think mine was like desert or mountain. No, forest. That was a desert yeah. or forest. So once you get all that information, and your clue book will actually have the back what all the clues could be given to you. Yeah. It could be something like this, something like this. So you're just trying to tune in on someone else's clue. You know what yours is. So I know for a fact that you could either be desert or forest. So I'm going to send them, okay, it's not here. And I'll put it on, say, like a, uh, not a desert, but a, like a mountain or something like that. Right. The way it works is you have to do two of two things. You ask someone a question, could it be here? They say yes or no. And then you got to give them information that it could not be here in this section. Okay. Or you you make a guess. You're saying, I think it's here. And then the person who goes next has to put a disc or a cube. If they put a cube, which is no, then that's it. That's yeah. it for your question. You know for a fact it can't be there. Then you have to give information where it's not. Yeah. And then it just keeps going. That's it. It's your entire turns. It played in 15 minutes. Yeah. I wish the pieces were better. I mean, like, yeah. would cubes and discs, like, sure. Like, those are fine components. It's inexpensive, pieces. I just though. don't. Like, it's hard to remember. It's like, which one's a yes? Like, oh, mm. a circle, because the yes is maybe. Yes. So, like, if I yeah. ask my wife, hey, could it be here if you put a disc on there? That tells me, okay, maybe. So I have to figure out, okay, is her clue based on a territory, or is it based on right. a, a building or something like that? So you just kind of hone in on their stuff. Right. That makes sense. I feel like you could almost 3D print, like, either question marks or, like, no signs. Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool. Like, I wouldn't mind having, like, uh, a 3D printed uh, question mark instead of the... Yeah. It's, it's just a basic black pawn that you put on the board in certain spots and ask someone a direct question or saying, I think the beast is here. Right. That makes sense. But all in all, I love this game. Um, it's probably one of my surprises this year. I've played it twice now, and yeah. I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm glad you showed it to me. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, the first game on my list, I was waiting for the transition, but okay. the first game on my list is uh, a game that I was hesitant going into because it's based off of a video game. And I had a card game version of this game, and it was absolutely one of the worst games I've played. Oregon Trail? Yes. <laughs> but I had found the, the board game at a thrift store. And I looked into it, and it's more, you know, it's more of a game, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I know what you you're know, talking about. Yeah, uh, the Journey to Willamette Valley. Mm -hmm. and, and my son, I told him, he wants to help me uh, take out all my Shelf of Shame games. Yeah. So I told him, look at the shelf, find a game that you think would be interesting, and then pick it. And he picked that one. And it was like, okay, cool. So I learned it. We played it a couple days later. And... I the reason I was so hesitant is because I knew how bad the card game was. Trust me, I know how bad the card game yeah. was. I played that one with you yes. and I lost in the second flip. It was really <laughs> dumb. And then the board game, I mean it it's by the same publisher. Mm hmm But it has a designer on it, so they're like, okay, you know, maybe that's better. And then the reviews are, you know, so so. 
Yeah. I had a lot of fun playing it. It was silly. It was good fun. You you go around, you collect things into your area. Um, you have family members that, you know, pretty much will be dying off. Like you, It's the Oregon Trail. What do you expect? Yeah. And, and what happens is you flip over a hazard card. That's something that you have to deal with by the end of the turn. Otherwise, you'll get a penalty, which is pretty awesome. So it's not just that you can't deal with it. And sometimes you can't, but you had that preparation. It's not... It, it's kind of like cutting your losses, right? It'll yeah, say, yeah, yeah. dysentery, either get the medicine or one of your family members will die. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So if you can find a fort that or a city that's selling medicine, then you can get there and you can buy it. Or you can just let them die, yeah. you know? Or, you know, you might not be able to make it because other people are moving around you. Yeah. And the way that you're laying out the tiles determines what other people go through, whether they <laughs> have to cross rivers or go through snow areas, which... If you don't have winter clothes, like, all of your family lose health, you know? Yeah. And there's a bunch of different, like, variables to it, and you can go hunting. And it does something that I actually quite like. It has the numbers 1 through 6 on your on your board, on the bottom. And when you choose to go hunting in, like, a forest area, yeah. the one of the players picks up a card, and it just has a number from 1 to 6 on it. If you have any pistols, which are the small gray cubes, you could put them on any one of those numbers targets and aim for that. If you have more than one pistol, you can aim for multiple numbers. However, if you have a shotgun, which is a much bigger gray cube, <laughs> you could put it between the two numbers and it would count for either of them. So I could put it between three and four, and if either a three and a four is the number, you you get the food. So you can start building up an arsenal as long as you had room in your wagons. Hopefully your family members have died by then. And you have plenty of room for shotguns. <laughs> because you could be... I just imagine a tank with, like, six shotguns, and you're, like, pulling a pulling a string, and, like, they're all firing in every direction. It's so ridiculous. And it, it's genuinely pretty darn funny. Me and my son had, had a good time playing it. We'll definitely be playing again. I'm going to be keeping it in my collection. I don't know how long it'll last, but yeah. I, you know, I... Maybe it was a good thing that I went in with such low expectations because I genuinely enjoyed it when I played it. And that was uh, Oregon Trail, Journey to Willamette Valley. That That's interesting. I, I remember the card game. I hated the card game. The card game was garbage. I died of dysentery on my second turn. Yes. I was like, yeah. literally, I flipped the card. You died. Well, it's like... I understand they're trying to... You yeah. The gravitas it's, it's, of that. It's trying to do that. But at the same time... It's completely arbitrary. Like, there's yeah. no choice in it whatsoever, and no. it's frustratingly bad. Yeah. It's like... Well, you just had to keep bad. going and yeah. going and going, and I'm just sitting there watching you play a game that I was playing. Yeah. That you were <laughs> playing for the first minute. Yeah. It, I don't know. That it's, card game was bad. It's funny. I was just looking at my collection over here, and I thought of an idea for a different topic. <laughs> wow. Okay, we'll write it down. We'll come back to it. All right, so... My next game on my list is another game we played that day that you showed me. It's a Roll and Write yep. by Bruno Cathala, of all people. Uh, this one is Trek 12 Himalaya. Oh, yes. I actually enjoy this one. I, I'm gonna, I want to oh, play it again. I, I do want to play the campaign, the yep. solo, all the aspects of it, because it's simple. It's quick. You, you just have to put a group of numbers or... Um, uh, consecutive. Yeah, you either pick the higher number or the lower number or the addition or the subtraction. They have to be either the same number in a big grouping or consecutive numbers within a line. Yep. Uh, real simple, real easily. Uh, God, it's got a lot of choice in there because yeah. sometimes when you get into the additions, you can't pick what... A, uh, so No, it's a multiply, too. There's multiplication... Yeah. 
Two. So it's like, higher than the 12. <laughs> yeah, so if it goes above a 12, yeah, it's a bad spot for you, which is negative points at the end of the game. Yeah. So I really liked uh, uh, what it did, and it was fun. Sorry, my wife was just texting me. <laughs> so I forgive you. But it's, it's actually pretty, pretty good for a little rolling weight, honestly. And it's inexpensive. I think I spent like 20 25 for it. Yeah, something like that. And it's got it's jam packed. I only played the first uh, pad. I haven't yeah. even touched like the campaign stuff. But yeah, the Trek Twelve Himalaya. Yeah, and the source is just really hitting all markers for me lately. They really are. I want to try skate summer. Um, that ski fest looks interesting. They have like this set collection wild style graffiti. Game. Yeah, wild style looks really neat for me. <laughs> but uh, I was a big Tony Hawk player. I uh, love Tony Hawk the video games. And, and I actually skateboarded for a while, so, like, playing a skateboarding game is very intriguing to me. It, no, it, it, it intrigues me. I want to play it. Yeah. It looks really good, too. It does. And they just announced another one that I want to play, and it comes out next year. The Wolves? No, no, I do want to play that one. I heard. Okay. No, but it's next, uh, like, Gen Con release for them. Okay. A designer, Emerson Matsuchi. Okay. And it's based oh, on yeah, one of my favorite video, game. video games, Persona yeah. 5. Yeah. I want to see how that goes because I love Emerson Matsuchi and he's done really, really good games. So I want to see how he incorporates Persona 5. It's, it could be... I don't know. We'll see. I haven't seen a Matsuchi game I haven't liked. I thought Founders of Rome was obnoxious for its price, but the game itself yeah, was the game amazing. Was solid. Yeah. Reef was okay. I didn't mind Reef. Yeah, my I only issue with it. Reef is my, my, my colorblindness. Okay. Yeah, his Trick or Treat game, that was like one of his first games that ever came out. I haven't like, played that, so... Yeah, I used to have it, and, it, and I, I gave it away before I realized, oh, it's Emerson Matsuchi. I didn't know, really know who uh, it was. So, like, I liked all the Century games. I liked all the... Um, or I liked uh, the Spectre Ops game. Yeah. That, that one was really good. Yeah. And there's a couple others, like I mentioned, but that I played that I liked of his. Reef was fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Founders of Rome is a great game. Honestly... I would score that like out of a one to ten. I scared. Oh, excuse me. I'd score it an eight. Yeah. But for that price, I'm like, eh, for as simple as that game is, that was a really expensive game. Pretty. Right. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was pretty over the top. Yeah. Speaking of games that need a big box. Anyway, the next game on my list <laughs> is a game that I ended up playing uh, with my kids and actually some of my students as well. It's a game called Port Royale. I ended up buying it recently. I bought the big box of it, which is a normal-sized box. Like, it, it's the big box, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like, like Castle of Burgundy. It's like that big. Okay. And so, anyway, I played it. It has like 300 cards in it. It's pretty good. It's pieces. Um, what game is this? Port Royale. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. wait. Is this the bottle cap game? No. Oh, okay. Port Royale is a... Um, Pirate-themed press-your-luck game by uh, Alexander Pfister. And it was recently reprinted. Wait, wait, you're, you're telling me you found another Pfister game you like? Another small Pfister With game. a small card game. Yeah, because originally it used to be 120 cards. That's it. <laughs> it used to be in, like, I think the same size box as, like, you know, uh, all oh my, my goods. goods. Yeah. And so, and I might be wrong on that. But this game, very simple. It's a press-your-luck. You're trying to buy uh, pirateers and, and different people for crew on your ship and but you're also trying to get gold and so it's a drafting game where you press your luck you draw some cards and then essentially you're going to be taking one um if you hire crew you have to pay them a number of coins 
Well, guess what? Cards that are flipped face down, Mm -hmm. those are coins, by the way. Just so you know how that works. Which, if you played All My Goods, like you have... Yeah. He likes doing that. Anyway, so this one, the way it works is that you're going to be... You're going to be buying, buying, buying people to, or not buying people, but paying for people to work on your crew. That will give you bonuses for different things. The way you get money, though, however, is pretty interesting. There's two ways. Mm-hmm. One, uh, instead of hiring crew, you can uh, raid a boat or uh, trade with them specifically. If you trade with them, they'll give you anywhere from one to four coins. That's cool, right? Uh, but that's also your press your luck mechanism because there's five different colors of boats. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to get two of the same color boat, your turn's done. So that's the catch. But there's a reason to press your luck at the same time. Because if you ever get uh, four different colors of boats, you may choose to buy two cards or take two cards. Hmm. If you ever get all five different colors, you may instead take three cards. So you kind of want to press to get the different colors of boats, but at the same time, you know the risk that that's involved. Yeah, it's coming up, yeah. But then... After all the cards are laid out, after you make your purchase or take your, whatever card you're taking, the next player, clockwise, and everyone gets a chance to take a card as well, but they must pay you a coin in addition to paying the costs or whatever it is. So let's say I pass up one of the boats, you take it, and that co- coin or that would give you three coins. Well, mm-hmm. one of those three coins is coming my way, so I'm going to get money in the same way. Yeah. So there's some wheeling and dealing a little bit, but then the <laughs> certain ones, like, they might give you a bonus for taking certain color boats or yeah. trading with them. Um, there's pirates that give you swords, where if you happen to pull up a, a ship that would make you bust, you can instead fight it off if you have enough swords to do so. Yeah. Which is really cool as well. There's some that will give you more coins or more points for different things. Once you get uh, 12 points, once one player gets 12 points... Um, that triggers the end of the game. Whoever okay. has the most points at the end of that turn, so that everyone has the same number of points mm-hmm. or number of turns, uh, wins. I was coming up, and I was pretty close to getting good. I had about 12, 10 points, and my son and daughter both shot up to fifteen <laughs> in the same turn. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but they triggered the end. And my daughter saw it, I was like, okay, fine. And then, like, jumped up her points. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I was first player. This is awkward. <laughs> Did not see that coming. No, it was awesome. It worked really well. And nice. I even ended up playing it with my students for a little bit. And they have constantly asked me to bring it back. <laughs> nice. These are fourth graders. And they, so, like, that's a good sign. It took them a while to get the swing of it. But yeah. all the other students were, like, walking up like, ooh, what's that? What's, like, and I was rewarding the ones who were being good. So, yeah. it's like, yeah, you guys come over here. Come play a game. Yeah. You know, it was awesome. Port Royale, highly recommend it. Alexander Pfister, stop making those big, bulky games. They're terrible. I don't know. Actually, no, I haven't really played any of them. You played uh, I played one, and I wasn't a big fan of it. But the small card games, holy cow. Those are awesome. Stick to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to my next game, you're going to be super jealous about this one. Okay. This is the newest game from AEG and John DeClaire. No. Ready, set, You back. got a chance to play this? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm not going to slap you. I am going to hold my hand out, and I expect you to slap yourself with it. <laughs> We're not playing no. Dungeon, uh, what is it, Dungeon Drop or Dungeon Fighter? Dungeon We're not Fighter. playing Dungeon Fighter. Oh, my God. Okay. 
so good. How? Where did you get a chance to buy this? Uh, our buddy Gamehead Geek. Uh, he bought a copy. Okay. We went and ordered dinner with him and his wife uh, for my wife's birthday, and he's like, "Hey, I got this. Let's try it." Yes. Can I request that on my choice <laughs> on one of these game days because I want comes, to play that. It is so good. It's really good. Uh, what I like about it is one person can still play as the horse. I highly recommend using the app. This way everybody can play. Is the app out yet? Yeah, the app okay. is out. We were using it on, on the iPad. I don't know about for um, the other systems, but it is out on the iPad. That's fair. Uh, but it was so good because the app just made things so much better because everybody could bet it's real time. Uh-huh. So you're waiting till three horses cross the red line. Once the red line is crossed... By the third horse, all bets are off. So you're trying to be the first over here saying, okay, I think it's going to be this one. There's double rolls. You'll have, like, extra bonuses. So, like, every time, I think they call them snake eyes and box cars, which are 212s. It's available for Android. Nice. Um, Sorry. You could get, like, bonus coins, yep. if it, uh, like, uh, snake eyes or box uh, box cars, I think is what it's called. Or yeah. Called, so, hey, I'm getting money that way. Uh-huh. person with the most money at the end of the game wins. So right. you're making the bets. You're trying to say, hey, I think this is the one that's going to win. And you score for your win place in shows if you pick the right horses. Yep. Um, oh, it's so good. Uh, but you would also, certain points would actually make you lose money if you voted there or use certain right. bonus abilities. So good. So quick. Unfortunately, my wife didn't like it. Oh. She doesn't like those lucky games. And this one, it's it's literally lucky on the fact that you're basically betting on what could right. win. It does, when we're talking about something that's thematic, this really does feel like if you're going to the racetrack. Because you're no. like, come on, 12, come on, 12. Can you imagine if you're allowed to bet mid-race, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that would... That would be interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of cool. But, yeah, you're trying to, you know, get the trifecta, get who's going to win, who's no. going to place, who's going to show. If the seven wins... Um, it's not really the best because it's the high likely for the seven to be rolled. Yeah. But oh my god, it's so good. I really, really enjoyed this one. It's not my favorite John DeClaire game, but it's up there. Space Base, I th- still think, is my favorite. Okay. That's fair. But this is up there. I liked it better than that bigger one that we played of his, the 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 card crafting one. Oh, uh, oh, um, Eternal Darkness? Or yeah, so, like uh,. I think, it, honestly, out of the, it might be two or three. Uh, I think, uh, like, Mystic Vell's down there. I need to play it again, but... No. Yeah, we. I definitely need to get you to play that again. Nice. But ready, set, Mystic. bet? Yeah, primo. Primo. Good. Awesome. Next one I wanted to talk about was a, a game that is totally collector, um, like... I know which one this one is. Which one? It's that Disney Domino Battle World. Yeah, thing. I ended up getting Disney King Kingdomania. 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 I saw the picture. In the games. <laughs> yeah, and it's a one to two player game, fully cooperative. And so the base pack it costs like twenty two bucks or something. It's yeah. not too expensive. It comes with uh, four character figures, two items, and like twenty level cards and all that stuff. Um, comes in a box that's trapezoidal, about that big, which is kind of weird. You know, it's a yeah. tech box. And it has blind pulls, so you don't know what characters you're going to get. Although, I will say, I'm very happy I got, like, two of like, my favorite characters. So, I'm excited about that. I ended up getting uh, the Chase Maleficent Dragon, which I don't... Like, there's a normal and there's a Chase version of it. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's Funko Games. I get it. Well, it's Funko. They have Chase Pops. So. Yeah, exactly. So, I got I got the one that I can see the Chase figure. But um, I got the Spindle from one of the items. But I also got Buzz Lightyear's Rocket Ship. Oh, so, nice. that was cool. And then it comes with the two items, which give you, like, extra little abilities if you unlock them. 
But then um, the figures I got, in addition to the dragon, I got um, uh, Dr. Facilier, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's okay. I wasn't a big Princess and the Frog fan, but it's it's fine. I actually yeah. like that movie. Yeah, it's it's good. I just it wasn't one of my favorites. Honestly, but uh, uh, but going back to the Princess and the Frog, it has one of the saddest scenes in the Disney movie. The the lantern bug, the lightning bug. <laughs> it's been forever since I've seen it. But he dies. Well, I'll have to what rewatch it. That yeah. sounds very yeah, sad. It's, it's a bit sad. Uh, I also got Prince um, Ali. Oh, Aladdin dressed as Prince Ali? Okay. And Donald Duck. Donald Duck has been always one of my favorite characters. I love Donald. I wasn't a huge Donald fan. I I don't know why. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) I I love Donald. He's awesome. So I got Aladdin and Donald in the same, and the Buzz Lightyear rocket ship. Donald is one of the best ducks in the Disney. Sir, you just calm yourself, all right? I will fight you. No, I will fight you over this. (laughs) Scrooge McDuck. Launchpad's better than Donald. No, sir. Darkwing is better than Donald. (laughs) We should go back to that. Things we disagree on. No. But in this game, you have this, you have a, it's, a board game that's based on the concept of it being a video game. That's yeah. why all the characters are 8-bit style. And you're, there are glitches and you have to get patches. So you have a main... So a basically main you're playing Wreck-It Ralph. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> and um, you have one car- one tile that's in the middle and you build the level at the beginning of the game. Okay. And that's how it's set up. And um, you have to... Get, push your patches over to the base before the glitches get there. Okay. Everything you do is basically handled by a die roll. There is the numbers one through four, mm-hmm. and there is a glitch and there's a patch side. Okay. And the way it works is that when you go there, you have two actions on your turn, which are either move or or roll or interact. Each card has its own like levels. It'll say, like, say a heart symbol, right? It'll have the number five. Well, then you compare that stat to your character card, that's your base value plus the die roll. And then if you ever roll a patch or a glitch, then all the glitches move towards the base. If they ever get to the base, they lock in. Otherwise, you try and push them away. And then you try and bring your uh, patches to the base and lock those in before it's too late. Very simple. Very, very lucky. I ended up beating it in five minutes because I just rolled really lucky. There was not a single roll I failed. That was it. I literally just brought my character over, rolled, 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 and done. Game. Is it even a game at that point? <laughs> it's made for 6+. plus. Oh, okay. So, considering the toy factor, mm-hmm. and how much I just spent more time talking about the toys than I did the game. Game, yep. That says something about it. Now, for kids, I don't think this is bad. Like, it, t- cooperation is always a good thing. It teaches them to Enjoy their favorite Disney characters. Mm-hmm. There is those special edition characters you can get from the the balls and stuff. There's like glitch glitch characters that are like all blue and stuff. Okay. So okay, fine. And then the fact that it's doing a cooperative game that's pretty easy that makes sense. It's not bad. You know, I'll give it credit. I I do have an issue with you wouldn't my... enjoy it. No, I, I'm not saying yeah. that. I don't. I know I wouldn't enjoy it. That's why I don't buy it. I didn't yeah. like Battle World. Yeah. Battle World. What this is better than Battle World. Yeah. My issue is you said it's rated, what, 6 plus? Yeah. They made a gacha game for kids. Uh huh. I have issues with that. Pokemon. I don't. <laughs> no, I, I do no. not have an issue whatsoever with the gacha that. game. I get you. At yeah. all. 
because I grew up with Pokemon and I turned out normal. I don't spend a lot of money on useless toys. Never. Never. I'm fine. <laughs> anyway. Except for this is my collection. I know. This isn't even mine. Mine wouldn't fit on these shelves. No. Yours wouldn't fit in this room. It's too small. That's correct. <laughs> Therefore, I don't have a problem. <laughs> no, I get that. But at the same time, as a parent, like, it's not drugs. Right? It's not uh, obscene. It's it's a good... It's a cooperative Disney-themed... Like, sure, yeah, it's a gotcha thing. But my it's thing fine. about that, too, is it's just like... Uh, it leads to problems. You've known this because the sure, things like gambling. TikTok... Yeah. Well, no, it's not just about gambling. Yeah. The TikTok thing is where kids just randomly spend money. Yeah. Yeah, true. So, it's... See, that's why I don't give my children money. <laughs> no problem. I'm the one who spends it. No, I'm just kidding. No, it... You know... I think it's a good game where where parents can sit down with their kids if they want to spend time with them, mm-hmm. and this is not like I mean it's no Haba game, right? Yeah, yeah, I, no, I no. cherish Haba games. This is still a great option. I and, don't know. My only issue is like at first it's a uh, what is it Disney Amino or uh, Disney Battle Kingdom, whatever the heck it's called. Oh yeah, it's it's the first line to Magic the Gathering, right? And you know one of the reasons why I like this though is that. Yet, yeah, agreed, it's still, it's a gotcha game, but I want the opportunity, like, I think this would have been perfect for me if my kids were younger and I opened this up and we play this game together and my kids ask, hey, who's this weird character? And I'm like, oh, well, that's Dr. Facilier. Let me show you, a, let me show you the movie he's in. Mm-hmm. That's a good little cherishable moment as, yeah, no, as no, a parent. No. I, I disagree with you. So, I'm just saying there's a <clears throat> bit of an issue for me. That's yeah. it. Okay. But uh, if you're monitoring what your kids are doing, yeah. what you're and you're okay with that, and they'd be like, "Hey, well, have you been good? All right, fine. I'll buy you a couple more of these." Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things. It's like feeding the habit. Right now, with that being said, my kids were watching YouTube while I played it by myself. So I mean, there's that too. Speaking of playing by yourself, the next game on my list is a solo only game. It's right above your head. I played this around Halloween time. I hope I aimed right. Yeah, you're you're close. Yeah. Uh, It's horror, horror tropes, everything about it. So we don't use that language on our podcast. (laughs) Oh, sorry. And it's all about the big horror trope for slasher films, The Final Girl. Oh, my God. I played this twice. I've won one. I've lost one. Yeah. So... The dice are mean. Yes, <laughs> in this yes, game. they are. Uh, but it's so good. It, it, it's it's real simple. What's interesting about it is I have the play mats in there, so they're they're a little bit bigger. But if you just have the the base set, the lids of where they come are your boards. Oh yeah. So like uh-huh. when you take them out, you pull the magnetic strip off, and then that's your board where you're playing with all your pieces. And then the other one is like the the hunter board that has the time clock and all that. Yeah. I have the play mat because I went with the all right. in. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. It is really really good for a solo game. It's 30, 45 minutes. The 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 setup and the teardown for such a small game is still a little bit higher than I would yeah. like for a solo game. But I can get over that just because how good this game is. I Like I said, I played twice. I played the first day, and I'm like, oh, God, this is good. And then I played uh, – we were supposed to record. That was right when you finished your Kickstarter, and you're like, right. yeah, no, I'm not feeling good. And can't like, do it. And the wife was like, I'm going to go uh, uh, get in the soak in the soaker tub. I'm like, 
set up another final girl and play this one. <laughs> right. Let's try this So again. I ended up playing it, and that's the one I actually won because that one was a little different. But they, the two different uh, campaigns I did, I did Hans with Camp Lake, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. Camp Happy Trails. It actually has the name on there. Uh, I played that one because that's the one that just came with it. And I lost. And then I played uh, Poltergeist on in Creech Manor. That one was different because it, you can't fight the Poltergeist. You yeah. have to escape with a certain character. Yeah. And so it made it where I had to make sure I was fully healed. And so I'm like, okay, I, I can't fight the creature. I'm not going to spend my time that I is literally spending time to pick up uh, cards in your deck. Yeah. I'm not going to spend my time to buy attack things because, you know, every now and then something comes out. I could just use the basic stuff. I'm going to pull the ones that allow me to heal a lot more because I need to. But I, I like the concept of it. You roll some dice. If you get a five or a six, those are successes. Yeah. If you get a three or four, it's a half success. You could discard two cards to turn it into a success. Okay. Uh, and if you get a one and two, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. Uh, you can you, you have cards that allow you to re-roll dice if you want to use them. That you have to spend time for it. You can waste as much time as you want, like during a round. Um, but if you don't have any time left, you have to pay for cards. If you don't have any time left and you've got only basics in there, you can only take your basic cards back. Okay. So it's a management of using your time as well. Saving some time for the next round for you can buy some bigger cards or yep. do a lot of actions on your turn. I love that mitigation. I love the fact that like you got your full successes and you got your somewhat successes. Depending on how many successes you have for your action, you could do something really, really great. You could do something really, really okay. Or you could do something bad, but allows you to do something else. So I love that concept. It's, it's such a good game. I yep. really enjoyed it a lot. I want to see. I mean, obviously, it's the it's like the successor to Hostage, Hostage Negotiator. Negotiator, and I really like that one. That was one of the games that got me into solo gaming. I I have a sneeze coming on, sorry. And it's an interesting concept, and I like what they're doing with this one. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't seem like they tamed like the severity of the issue of how you're playing it, um, but the fact that there it's not like. You're not like talking down to hostage negotiation. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a very serious topic. This is very supposed to be campy. It is. And, I mean, it's like the the seventies, eighties yeah. horror slash uh, slasher films. Like, yeah. Your Friday the Thirteenth, your Poltergeist, your um, Thirteen Ghosts, Evil Dead, stuff like that. It's very campy. In fact. Um, the one that worries me is the, the Chapetto one. There's actually little puppets in there, and I love Puppet Master, so I was like, oh. I want to play this, but I don't want to play this because puppets are creepy. Yeah, they are. I was a ventriloquist for a while. Yeah, uh, eh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Maple Lane is based on uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Just wash so. that one right <laughs> off. Right? Yeah, nope. <laughs> so there's a lot going for it. Like if you, And the thing is, you don't need... The big box that I have here. If you could find right. just a core box or one in one and two, one or two of the things that you want to play, right. then have at it. You don't need everything. Right. They play differently. They do different things. I understand. Like me, I'm a collector, but I really like this game a lot. Yeah. I'm going to want everything for it. Sure. Because it's a mix and match, too. I can play Camp Happy Trails against Geppetto. So it's interesting That's how that cool. works. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were compatible. Yeah, That's so awesome. you you could take any final girl from the entire series. You could take any villain, and you could take any location. In fact, if you hand me that right over there, you what? see the Evil Dead 
box-looking thing. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. You do have one of these. Yeah. So there's a thing in here. It's just two dice. These two dice, you roll them to determine what you're playing against. So this one means I need to re-roll both of these. So this one is stating I need to fight uh, Terra from a... No, it's not Terra. I think it's Dr. Fright. One of those. And then I need to play... Uh, I believe this one is... Who's Hicket? That should be Camp. Uh, the um, Carnival of Blood. Yeah, it's Carnival of Blood. So I, that's the villain I have to play. That's the, the scenario I have to play it in. That's awesome. And so you can randomize it. That's cool. So that's why it's like interchangeable. And when season two comes in, yeah. all those can be mixed and matched too. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well, you're going to let me borrow it, right? Yeah. Like I said, if you ever just want to get like your, your own core box. I do. I do. If you get the core box. Which one is the Evil Dead one? Uh, I, don't I don't think it's in this one. I think it is in the Wave 2. Okay. I'll have to look at it up, but I think it's... Uh, yeah. That makes sense. I'll look it up right now while so, we get into our next... That's right. And my last one that I wanted to talk about was... So, my wife, she uh, she started planning on decorating for the holidays already. Okay. And the day after Halloween, she, asked, she asked, can we put up the tree yet? And I said, no... Because if we did that, we are skipping Thanksgiving as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> which you'd be we okay are with. Not, which I'm kind of okay with. I, I don't like Thanksgiving that much. But that's her favorite holiday. So I will not let her decorate for for Christmas yet until... Oh, I'll let my wife decorate yeah, if she wants to. I, I won't. I won't. I, I stick my foot down and then I will only agree if she's willing to do it. Because she, she'll make me do it otherwise. <laughs> However, I am a little bit of a hypocrite because the last one I you made talk her about, play a Christmas game, didn't you? I, well, I, I played a Christmas. I know game which one it with is. With my too. kids, National like, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I don't like the movie, the but I want to play the game. I love the movie. I, actually, I don't like Chevy Chase. That's fair. He's an awful human being, but the movie is amazing, and it, it's that and Vegas Vacation are both two of like my favorite comedies. So those are amazing. However, the way that you've seen the movie, of course. Oh right? yeah, yeah. yeah. The way the game works is you have six dice, and you're trying. You also have a deck of twenty-five cards. These cards are numbered from one to six, and there's four copies of each card. There's also a single wild card. You mix them up, mm-hmm. and that is your deck. The first one to get rid of all the cards from their deck wins. The way that works is that you have to draw cards from your deck by rolling dice and completing sets. Okay. So you roll the dice. Uh, you take it, every uh, Santa hat that you have, the Griswold hat. You draw a card for that. Okay. But every Eddie cap, like you know, like the weird uh, oh, flannel caps that like. I don't think there's down. an Evil Dead. Oh okay. I was just assuming because the Necronomicon. Yeah, I was looking. I didn't see one in there. Yeah. That's okay. Um, Might be in there, like extra good. You know the flannel caps that have the ear flaps yeah. and stuff. Um, that's the Eddie is. cap, right? Yeah. And so. If you ever get three Cousin Eddies, you bust. But there is one die that is different. It is Every die has three blank sides, two Griswold hats, one Eddie. Okay? So mm-hmm. it's 50-50 whether you get something. Um, and if you ever get three, you bust, and then your turn's over. However, every Griswold hat, you deal out a card from your deck. Then you can choose to re-roll anything that's not an Eddie, de- an Eddie okay. die. However, the special die has Griswold caps on all six sides 
and there's two special sides. One has a wreath around it. Okay. When you when you get a wreath, you can discard any one of your cards. Just whatever you want. Sure. Just one discard. And then there's also a star on one of the sides where if you get that, you automatically get a score a set. Which, at the end of your turn, if you do not bust, you may choose to discard all of the cards of one number or any set of three numbers that are consecutive or more. So, like a 2, 3, 4, or a 2, 3, 4, 5, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. If you happen to get 1 through 6, that's a really good deal. You can discard all six of those cards. So, you can potentially discard multiple sets and press press your luck through it, but you're mm-hmm. risking it getting those Eddie dice every time. Yeah. But at the end of your turn, you automatically get a stop and then discard either a set or or a run of numbers. It's a very simple game. I've not seen before where rolling the dice lets you draw the cards that you are eventually trying to get rid of in different ways. Yeah. It, it looks good. But there's a lot of different ways to do it. But one of the best parts about it, okay. there's a, it plays, I think, six players, five or six players, and there's 25 cards for each player. The cards are flimsy. They, you know, they're just like all the other Funko's cards. They don't shuffle well. They yeah, don't yeah, deal yeah. well. That's fine. That's that's not bad. It's a $20 game. It's really inexpensive. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you box. can find it in Target. Yeah. Uh, there's a board where you discard so all your cards, too. We were talking about it uh, when you were mentioning that you bought this game. You're like, hey, guess what game I just picked up? And, and like, you somehow <laughs> nailed it. Because I had just saw it at Target. It's, well, so the components, though. You have the board. You have uh-huh. like 150 cards, you know, up to the six players. Six custom dice. And you have the moose mug to roll as the dice cup. <laughs> it's so good. It's so Honestly, good. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I want to pick up a copy for myself. It's good. It's it's actually really a fun game. I mean, it's really simple. Like, if you Honestly, like games like Zombie Dice and, like, mm-hmm. all those simple, like... Prospero roll. Hall, they yeah. have more hits than misses yeah. with me. I think I've only disliked two games, maybe. Now, I don't know if it's Prospero Hall. It didn't say it on the box, but it is from Funko Games. Well, Funko Games uh, is Prospero Hall. They, 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 yeah. don't, they haven't had any other designers that I've seen any announcements right. for. Exactly. So That's it, why I'm, I wonder about And in fact, you probably that. look at the back, it probably says Prospero Hall. It doesn't. Oh. I double-checked that. And at the time of me purchasing it, it was not on Board Game Geek, nor was it on the Funko uh, Games website. Yeah, actually, I didn't see it on the website. That's probably because yeah. it's a Target exclusive right now. Probably. Uh, right. Though I, I was showing him off off camera because they announced like four new um, Christmas Holiday games. games. Yeah. Uh, Vacation is one. Yep. Another one is Lilo and Stitch Merry Christmas for like yeah, a younger audience. Sure. There's also a Disney uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yes, which that is I, also at Target. I want to pick up that one. Because yep. I like the I love it's anything. cooperative tile laying. I love anything Christmas Carol to the point I actually have a Christmas Carol card game right there. Yep. Up there on right, my shelf of shame. Uh-huh. Ghost of Christmas. I don't know if it's any good, but I saw it and I picked it up. Yeah. And the one I was showing him, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is one of my favorite movies. Agree. Same here. I've heard it's just basically a Mills Bourne ripoff. Which one? Mills Bourne. You know, the racing game, like, from, like, a hundred years ago. All right. Well, then, you're in in luck. (laughs) Mills Bourne. Anyway, we'll we'll look into it. I'll probably pick it up, because it's nine bucks. And it's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm a huge John Candy fan. I am too. But I love his... Like, I have Uncle Buck in uh, The Great Outdoors. Like, yeah. Uncle Buck is, like, one of my favorite Christmas movies right. to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> we... I will buy it. We'll play it. I promise. And, all right. Let's get into our topic today. Topic, yeah, we're a little off topic, but it's been fun. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. That's right. And we only had a few games considering it's been a while, but that's <laughs> yeah. fine. Life happens. 
we're going to get into our list. Games that need that big box, box treatment. treatment. And each of these games, I'm sure we're going to explain why they need the treatment later on. Uh, we have each picked eight games mm-hmm. that fit our criteria. And we'll a explain. Quick movement here, but... Yeah, that's fine. I already... I made my predictions on my list. <coughs> and uh, let we're going to flip the coin of doom to see who begins. All right. Anything before we begin? No, this is, wasn't that tough of a list to make. In fact, we just pulled it out of our backsides. Yeah, it was, it was really <laughs> fast. All right, here we go. You go first. All right. So my first game on my list here is the one that I just transitioned to move. Because I think what I had originally for eight needs to be on a higher list, higher on this list. Okay. So this one is, I guess you could say it's kind of a legacy style right. game, but they have, what, two or three expansions for it now, and there's no way it's all going to fit in that box, and that's Detective. Uh, what yeah. is it? Modern, a modern, modern crime, crime board, board game. game. I like Detective. I still have only played the first scenario. I like what it's done. I yeah. do want to pick up the two expansions for it so far, uh-huh. or three, because I know there was the Digging Deeper... And then there was one other one for sure. There was a blue box, but it's, it's a standalone. Like a small mini standalone. Yeah, but no, no, I get it. Still, yeah, but Digging Deeper is definitely uh, an expansion. But I want to put it all in one box. Even right. if it's a standalone expansion, I think it's just, this way, big box treatment like Everdell or Final Girl. Put it all in one box, make it more concise instead of just throwing everything in one box. And yeah. have to, wait, is this the expansion stuff? Or wait, no. This way, everything has their own position. Because that's the big thing about the Everdell box is everything has their own spot. You separate the cards. They have little standees that tell you this is for this expansion, this is for this expansion. Um, You have everything for the boards. Okay, this is for this expansion. All your player characters have a spot. I love that sort of stuff because it makes setup so much better. Right. A detective would need that. Okay. I don't disagree with that. So this... (laughs) Hear me out on this lot, on this first one. Um, I think the Century Spice Road trilogy needs a big box. That would have the full panorama on it as one box, you know, because if you lay out all three boxes, they make a panorama. Mm -hmm. And but so for the home editions, the first two do, the third one doesn't. Uh, Specifically, the Spice Road ones, uh, Century. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reason why I think this deserves a big box is because those games are combinable to make one bigger game. Yeah. So of course that big box. Sure, you'd want the same you, panorama on honestly, it. Honestly, you could just sell me the box itself. Right. It would be pretty. Yeah, exactly. And then the games could be totally separate. Mm-hmm. You keep the games in there. They have their own. They have their own spots. Yep. A lot of them don't need the extra cubes. They don't need the extra yeah. bowls or anything. Mm-hmm. So you could have it actually be a box, you know, maybe twice as large as as, as the normal box. You yeah, know, just and have all three components. Yeah. yeah. That Century Spice Road and. Eastern Wonders and New World, those all need to have one big box for the trilogy. In my opinion, I am surprised you did not fight me as hard with that. So I'm like, literally, you would just take the boxes and yeah. just like take out the middle parts of the boxes. <laughs> like, that's really kind of what you're doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have thought, though, if you took out all of the duplicate components, I bet I could fit that in one box. Probably, yeah, especially like the answer. bowls and stuff like that. Yeah, the bowls, the coins, the, you know, one set of cubes, you know, and then the cards, the boards, like Yeah, tiles. just yeah. individually bag the cards for each expansion and their yeah. own thing, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
I bet you could. Because my number seven is Century. (laughs) All right, so we're not even going to flip for that one. No, it's just... Wow, okay, I wasn't expecting that crossover. (laughs) It's Century. No wonder you didn't fight me over it. uh, Specifically, um, for me, I put the Gollum edition, but honestly, I left it where I just said Century. Both the uh, editions deserve a big box. This way, instead of having three boxes, you just have one big box, and you can pull out what you want, because they're all interchangeable, as you were mentioning. I can combine the first game with a third game, or the second game with the first game, or all three together, yeah. however I want to do it. There's... Seven total games between them. Yeah. So, put it in one big box. I mean, they made, what was it, 504? That's all in one <laughs> box? These yep. are three great games. Let me have it in one box. This way, I just yep. gonna... All right, I want to play something simple. Let me grab the first one. Okay. You know what? I want to play a worker placement game. Let me grab the third one. I want to pick a play a pickup and deliver game. Let me grab the second one. Hey, let's combine these. It's just, it's right. endless. And it's just so much easier to be like, okay, let me just grab this one. I'll play this one because it's so quick. Yeah. But I want something with a little more gravitas. Let me pick up all three and play it. Right. So I really, really enjoy these games. I mentioned it earlier. Emerson Matsuchi. Yep. I love his game style. Give us a big box. In fact... As big those games are, it would it'd be like a normal sized box. Yeah, you get the right box. Right? Yeah, yeah, it'd be easy. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with you. My number seven is Century. All right, <laughs> my number seven is also one that I have bought large packaging for because there is no solution. Mm-hmm. In fact, so much like even regardless of the big box or not, I hate the box that it's in, and this is Funkoverse. Ah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. because I don't like games with windows on it that have boards because you have to put the board underneath the Everything, the, yeah. the tray, the insert, and that's just frustrating. So I ended up buying one of these large, like, it carries Christmas ornaments. Side. So, like, yep. if it's Funko, so they're collector items. Yes. Yeah. You're going to want them all together yes. for the play. But I agree. you don't want, like, 50 different boxes on your shelf. Right, exactly. I have one large box that was designed to carry Christmas ornaments and I have that like almost filled to the at least one half of it filled to the brim. This was one of mine that I had picked for you that this was gonna be on your list. I I figured you thought of this because like I absolutely bought packaging for that very reason. Mm -hmm. And now that they come out with new expansions here and there, I have plenty of room because I know that they're gonna be spilling over into the other half of it pretty soon. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it because Funkoverse is awesome. Uh yeah, I don't blame you on that one. Uh, there, there is a game uh, that I have on my li- list that I li- well, it's not on my list that I like. That's along with Funkoverse, the yeah. unmatched sets. Yeah, didn't make my list because they are coming out with a big box. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and I, we, we, I purposely tried to avoid anything that I knew was coming out with a big box yeah, or exactly had a big same. box. Uh, same with me. Uh, yeah. I know unmatched is coming. The uh, right. I bought like two of them. Yes, just to help with everything I have. And the problem with it, mm-hmm. it's a big box to try to hold everything. Yes. You can't hold the T-Rex mini in it. Right. <laughs> yeah, which is a problem. I completely agree. All right, I'll do our number sixes. Hey, look, I'm going to start it. That's meaty. <laughs> yep. The next game on my list is, I'm, I may see this on your list, I don't know, uh, but this one for sure needs a big box, and this is a Robinsberger game made by Prospero Hall. Now, it's not carried by Prospero Hall anymore, this is Disney's Villainous. This needs a big box. I have three boxes to hold everything right yep. now. It is ridiculous. And I don't have the insert. I don't I don't even think I have the um, 
the little tray that's supposed to hold all the chits in there just because oh, yeah. the the cauldron <laughs> the cauldron just because there's so much for yep. one thing it doesn't hit hold everything because I have every single expansion for it yeah and it just I have to use three boxes. Give me one big box to contain it all in yes. because this is a game that gets played a lot. Yeah. I've shown it to a couple people. Um, a friend of mine, she had a friend come in who specifically asked us to bring it over to teach them how to play it because she's a big Disney fan and been wanting to play it. So I'm like, all right, we'll play it. I had to take all three of my boxes there. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it makes well, it awesome to carry. Yeah. So yeah. if you just give me, yeah, even if it's a giant ass box like Everdale. And the reason why I keep mentioning that one is these shelves are pretty deep and their spaces behind like the normal size boxes. That goes all the way to the end of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so it is quite large. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> pretty so obscene. I'm okay with the larger boxes if it just keeps everything in one box and make it easier for me right. to set up. Especially something like Villainous where it, you pick a character and play. There's no, you just have to learn how to play your specific character. Okay. There's no, like, new rules for expansions or stuff like that. The only new rules is how the character plays. Yeah, exactly. So, you need the minis, you need the the, specific, the two decks for them. Yeah. Uh, my number six is Disney Villainous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 100%. I can't add more to that. That I completely agree. That was as soon as... Because right now, I do have all but one expansion in the base box. I don't sleeve any of the cards. I don't sleeve any of the cards. I have a full row of just... To the brim, stack I have of cards. a giant bag full of all the little mini pieces, and I have each of the cards uh-huh. in their player sheet individually baggied. Yep. So it's like, oh, you want to play Maleficent? Here's the bag. Here's your piece. Yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah, mind you have to dig through because <laughs> I I want that solution. I want to be able to do that. I mean, I actually thought that the. The bag that I bought for Funkoverse, uh-huh. and the reason I remembered Funkoverse is because that case, I actually considered putting my villainous stuff in, just because I have a whole other half of it, and it holds like 200 ornaments or something like that. There's not enough Funkoverse characters to go in there, but with villainous, it's getting pretty close. Yeah. But I digress. Yes, Disney villainous, 100% agree. <laughs> number six. Number five. Let's move to number five. It's going to be me again. So, my number five is one of the biggest games on my shelf that isn't big box, and it needs to be. Yeah. And I combine two, I have X-Men and Marvel United. There we go. Now, there is a pretty big box there. It's all the Kickstarter stuff. However, give me a giant box like Everdale where I could fit everything in it. This way, I mean, look at how much shelf space I'm losing. If I have like one or two big boxes for it, I could just set it up in one spot. It's, it's ridiculous how much are in there. And there is ways. Um, I know there's like off-party, um, whatchamacallit, uh, inserts that you can condense everything to like the big box here and maybe like the few Days of Future Past box. Yeah. But I haven't bought those yet. And I don't know if it's going to fit everything that's there. But if you give me a big box, I don't care if I got to pay like 50 or like I just spent $70 for the big box for Wingspan, which yep. is coming in the mail. I'm fine with that. You know, I have no issue paying money for a storage situation. Right. Especially since, you know, give me the nice wraparound artwork that matches the game. Yep. And you put everything and have its section be like, hey, you want to play Cyclops? All right, here you go. Hey, you want to play Captain America? All right, here you go. I like that sort of stuff. Right. It just makes my life easier for setup. 
That makes sense. And, you know, keeps my shelf space. To the point where I was telling him, I'm running out of shelf space. I have a freaking pile behind us right here that you can't see of games. All the Phil Walker Hardings that we played, I haven't found a way to put them back on the shelf. Nope. Except for Gizmos. Yep, that was it. Uh, wait, no, Planted's over there, too, in Summer Camp. Yep. So, yeah, I just, I want a big box for it. And one, I get more shelf space, and two, it just makes it easier for me to take the entire thing instead of picking and choosing what I want to do. That's right. Exactly. So, my uh, number five is twofold why I want a big box for it. And this company is known uh, for their tiny boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, that is kind of their whole business model and the whole line of these games. And now I picked one specifically, but it can go for any of the ones that are in this series. Tiny, tiny Epic. Epic Defenders. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's because two reasons. One, I would like a Mega Epic Defenders <laughs> yeah. first. I would like a big version of it. So you don't have to like, you know... All crowd around, like using little meeples and little tokens and stuff. That's fine, but I would like it to be big and sprawling, first off. But secondly, the big reason is I bought the expansion for it, mm-hmm. and that is in a box the same size Sorry. as the Tiny Epic box. And they sit on top of each other, and it just makes it twice as thick, and it takes up a weird space on my shelf that won't fit because they're anywhere not else. wide enough, but then. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, I could put one on top of each other, but then it'd be precarious. Like, it. It's just odd. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, it's not a solution, but I really like the games, and I would love to put them in one box. So any of the Tiny Epic Dungeons. No, I agree with you. Games. Um, because I have Tiny Epic Dungeons right up there on my... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's got an expansion, and I know from experience, if I try to put that expansion, because i got Tiny Epic Quest sitting over here, yep. and the box kind of just sits above it just ever so slightly. It doesn't sit flush uh-huh. because it's not big enough. I'm like, if you're going to kickstart an expansion for Tiny Epic Dungeons, make the box just a little bit bigger before I can put it in there yes. because they're so awkward. Yeah. That's all, we, that's all we want. Yeah. I mean, I get you don't want to break the branding. You already have a, a thing going. I, it's fine. It can still be Tiny Epic, and you can give us a thicker or box. another... They had the carrying case that carries like six epic games. Yeah, yeah. They have way more than six games. Yeah. Get me a big box that holds the boxes <laughs> in yeah. them, right? That would be cool. I would totally do that. Give us something like uh, with the smash up, the bigger, geekier box where you just have a section for this game, yes. this game, this game, and all the expansions on the other side. Yeah, that's it. That's all you do. <laughs> or doesn't Final Girl do that where it holds the actual container? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's double sided too. So, like, if you want to play with Hans, you take one side of it. If you want to play with just the Camp Happy Trails, you take the other side of it. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's either or. Yeah, perfect. See, that's... <laughs> exactly. Tiny epic. It, it works. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you're asking us, but think about it. All right, we're going to our number four. Number four. We're at the top half now. Now we're going to get interesting. Hey! I finally start. Uh, number four. This is one that I have before attempted a large box solution of my own. <laughs> And they've released more for it, and it is now impossible to continue with that same box. I knew this was going to be on your list. Which one is it? Dominion. Dominion. <laughs> Dominion. And, this is what I thought was going to be your number one. Here's the thing. They, at one point, was even working with a Kickstarter company mm-hmm. to make this big, like, it was almost like a game bag case yeah. that had foam uh, separators for all of the sets, and it, and it was advertised that it could hold... Every Dominion set to that well, point and more that were coming out. Now, that was about four or five sets ago, and that was considered the official Dominion product. Yeah. And it never got off the ground. Mm-hmm. It never happened. And I've never seen one. 
and I don't have a solution to hold all those cards, and I want a solution. It's like our friend um, Nate. Uh, he, I guess Carcassonne. There, there wasn't yes. a big box at the time, but he had all the expansions. Yes. So he had to make his own thing yep. for Carcassonne before they came up with the big box. He's like, "Why am I going to buy it? I already have all this stuff." Because right. The big box only sold with everything in right. it. Right. Exactly. And so he had like his own little container for it. And you were telling me that you wanted to do something like that for yes. Dominion, and you have it like in an artist box or something like that for yes. all the cards. One of the one of the art boxes, and then uh, broken token sells like an insert that yeah. holds all the cards pretty regularly. And I don't. But then, think then it's they a came up solution. with more expansion. <laughs> yeah, now it doesn't fit. I need a second one of those just to fit the rest of the expansion. Yeah, no, I, I I thought this was gonna be our number one because yeah, it's something that really does need the big yes. treatment. Uh, the other the other four or the other three, you'll yeah, you'll see why. Uh, so, my number four is another Simon uh, game. The one that you haven't played that we keep getting told you have to play. And that's Rising Sun right there. Oh, okay. Um, this one, I, I, I think this one, and I think uh, Blood Rage also deserves it for like all the extra stuff. I don't have all that. Yep. But, and Ankh. You could even throw Ankh in this. It needs a big box to hold everything. Now, I know there's like, I think a broken token has an insert where you can... Yeah. can Dense everything into two boxes for the Rising Sun box and the Monster box. Yeah. Why should I do that? Give me yeah. a big box. I don't care if it's the size of Everdome. I don't care if it's the size of Frosthaven or uh, there was another one that was just massively huge. It was ridiculous. I don't care. Yeah. Let me get everything put in one thing because the big thing about like the monsters and the extra stuff. It's just add and choose. It's the same yeah. game overall. You just get like different types of monsters out there. They either go in the summer or the fall. Right. Doesn't do anything different mechanic wise. It just gives you different creatures to fight with or gods to fight with. That kind yeah. of stuff. Why do I have to? Okay, I want to play with this one. Let me grab this box and the base game. Right. You know what? Let me grab the base game out of this box and let me pick these monsters to go in here. So much simpler. Getting it digging out of one box. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not. Rising Sun. It's not rocket science. All right. Number three. Back to you. I want something like it hurt. I want to do it. So this one goes along with a lot of the gateway games, the classic games like Dominion. Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it needs, it needs. So I had just recently got the new Poland map. Uh, for okay. Yeah, I, so I saw I like, that picture. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so I opened it up. And I was like, sweet, you know, it's, you know, about half the size of a Ticket to Ride box. So, yeah. All right, it has the board. And uh, I was I was showing my wife. I was like, yeah, it, like, check this out. has the new board. And, like, most of the other expansions, like, some of them come with extra components, different yeah. pieces, cool stuff. And we lifted out the board, and it was a single deck of cards. And the insert was literally just a piece of plastic and then a well. <laughs> right in the center for that single deck of cards. <laughs> Why? Now, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, there is a caveat to this one, though. Yes. Because your 10th anniversary <clears throat> and your 15th anniversary, they won't fit in those. Yep. But if you give us a big box That's for all box. the rest of the stuff, yeah. fine. That's a deluxe version. I want a big box. I don't disagree with you, especially with all the expansions they have. Yep. Just the base games alone. You yep. can put, like, Europe <laughs> and stuff like that. You'll get your little watchtowers. Hey, look, you'll have yeah. extra trains. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. Just a way to hold all those maps. Mm -hmm. Honestly, what they could do box. for like the big box is like if you have the maps, fine. Here's the big box. And here's all the components you're going to need for all the games in this big yeah. box. So you could just put your trains to the side and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. That's all I need. I wouldn't even need multiple trays. Just one has all the cards separated sideways. Mm-hmm. You know, wells for the the components. I'll all have the boards to show you it. the Evernote box. I, you showed it. Uh, did I show you how yeah. like it has it all separated? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really nice. Give yeah. me something like that. Absolutely. Exactly. That's all it needs. That's all it needs. You know, install the boards on top. Yep. Easy. Easy peasy. Take it ride. Number three. And honestly, you can give like a new set to train for someone this way it just has for all the games because i know yeah. like some of them need boats and some of them need uh, like rails and sails i think needs boats yeah and then europe needs the little uh, t- uh not towers what are they called the stations yeah combine that in the big box pay it make us pay for that and then you have all your extra trains okay you have extra trains so what yeah easy peasy mm-hmm. wouldn't be hard Monday's a wonder. You have my money. All you got to do is print it. That was your number three, right? That was my number three. Moving into my number three, this is the one that I switched with Detective because I think this one needs a big box more than anything. And this is on you, Fantasy Flight. Because you said this wasn't going to get as bloated as Arkham Horror. And it did. This is Eldritch Horror. To the point where I have two boxes for most of the expansions. I don't even have all the expansions. I don't have all the small ones and I'm missing one of the, the last big box expansion. Yeah. I have to keep all the boards in one box with the rules and everything else in the other box. Give me a big box. This way I could have all the boards, I could have all the cards, I could have everything in one spot and have the complete set of Elder Tour. That's all I want. I'm not going to go into Arkham Horror Season 3 because I really like Elder Tour. I like yes. the overexpanse world. I am not... I'm already in Arkham Horror LCG, so let me have the big box for Elder Tour this way. That's it. I'm done. I don't need any of your other horror stuff other than the LCG, because okay. I'm lucky in that one. But, oh my god, it's so frustrating that it's like, hey, let's play this. We're not going to be as bloated as Arkham Horror, because we had... At the game shop, there was someone that had like everything, and there's like this sideboard, and this sideboard, yeah. and this sideboard, and all the expansions. And they're like, hey, we're not going to do that with Elder Tour. There's three sideboards in this game! Yeah. Not to mention, like, six expansions. Yep. It's like, uh, that's the, the sideboards are the three big expansions. Yeah. The fourth big expansion is a big box with just cards. Yep. It is like three or four small expansions, which are just cards. It's like, really? Come on, just give me a big box where I can put it all together. Right, exactly. That's all it needs. <laughs> that's the whole point of this discussion. Yeah. Number two. Back to me. My number two. Speaking of Arkham Horror LCG, this is the other game that I combined. It's either Marvel Champions or Arkham Horror LCG. Yeah. You keep wanting me to buy all these components for it, all yep. these new uh, cycles, as they're calling them. Fine. But you know what? Give me a storage solution. Yep. First off, I had this issue with Arkham Horror LCG, and you saw it yep. when I bought just the scenario base. Or no, yeah. it wasn't the scenario. It was this the was the, um, the character base for a scenario. And this was, I think, the Carcassonne one? Path of Carcosa. That's the one. Um... They gave me a, uh, a tuck box. A tuck yep. box. Yeah, corrugated no. cardboard. What they do for Marvel Champions? They no, no, it wasn't like, corrugated. They give a nice little small box for each of the expansions. Where it, yeah, it was like, it was a little tuck box that you would get like uh, a deck of playing cards. Yeah. It got thinner. Yeah. It, that's annoying. And it's like, okay, it bad. let me put it in here. I had to go get a new base of Arkham Heart LCG because it's the bigger box where I could put an insert into it. And even then, I'm completely full that when I had to get the, the, um, the, what is it, the cycle of it, I had to pick up the Path of Carcosa cycle for like the story, the story right. campaign mode. That's another big box. I have to fill that up now and I'm almost filled up with two boxes. I got one, 
two, three, four boxes for Marvel Champions, and I need another box here soon yeah. just to hold everything. Give me a big box. If you want me to play these lifestyle legacy, not legacy game, campaign games that are going to keep growing and keep going, and you want to keep getting my money, give me something to store them in. Yeah. So that's Marvel Champions slash Arkham Horror LCG. You can also put Lord of the Rings LCG on this one. Yeah. Give us a storage ability for this. Yeah. My number two is a game that uh, when I when we first showed you how to play it, I said, man, check yeah. out how much game there is for this little box. Because it needs to be in a regular size box. Red Cathedral. Yeah. Red Cathedral needs to be in a real sized box. Mm -hmm. Not Especially a tiny little dinky one. expansion coming out. Heck yeah. There's no way you're going to fit that expansion in the box. Like, it's just not possible. This is filled to the brim. Mm -hmm. Like, if you opened it right now, there is not much wiggle room. The board and all and all of the main players' stuff takes up a significant portion of the this room in there. This is slightly bigger than some roll and write boxes. Just barely. Yeah, yeah it's a munchkin-sized box, really, is yeah. what it is. And it has a full, pretty meaty Euro game in it. Really good Euro game. Yeah. Which makes me actually want to try the sequel. Yes. Yes. Uh, what is the, it? White the, Castle the or something like that? The yeah. White Castle. Yeah. White it Castle. looks really good. It does. Yeah. I, I love Red Cathedral. It's awesome. <laughs> it doesn't need to be in a in a box that small. <laughs> it needs to be in a bigger box. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there was a dollar store little like uh, jewelry bead container mm -hmm. thing that my friend has. And it works really well for it. But one makes the box sit Just about half slightly. an inch off. And then on top of it, it's square. Mm -hmm. So, you have to like really dig for like some of the components. Yeah. And the, it, it's it's not a good solution. He shouldn't have to do that again. Red Cathedral, my number two, hands down. I, I don't. He's a big box. It, it's along the same lines of um, like the West Kingdom stuff, Paladins of the West yes. Kingdom and stuff like that, where he was just doing like these small right. boxes. He's like, hey, here's the next Kickstarter with the expansion. Let's do a big box. It's not a big box. It did give us the big box treatment. I'm not going to deny that yeah. because it has like inserts and stuff for it. But it's a ticket to right size box right. to hold it's everything plus the box. expansion. It's like, yeah. yeah, you gave us some inserts, which is nice, and I agree. Don't start with, like that's what the reason why. I'm surprised that wasn't on your list. Uh, I... It's because they made the big boxes for them. Okay, I didn't so realize that. So all three of those, the architects, the paladins, and the viscounts, those are the big boxes. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Okay. And then uh, the new ones, the Wayfarers of the South Tigris and all, all the South Tigris stuff. Yeah. They're all those size boxes now. Good. Good. You, you see, you learn from your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And our number one. All right. Starting with you. Okay. So this is the one you're going to hate me on. Uh, of course. Because this is the only game that I don't own and you do. That I think needs a big box. Which it technically has a big box already. In fact, I know it has a big box. That's already a really big box. But it needs a bigger box. Everdale? Everdale. Oh. You can't fit the tree built. You had one job in that big box. I don't care how good the game is. The game is fine. The game is good. You, you made a tree that's supposed to be built, and you gave it this mega, epic, obscenely large box, and you still have to dismantle the main piece. No, no, that needs a bigger box. I'm sorry. The first thing you showed it, when you showed it to me, I was like, cool, it'll finally build, it'll finally hold the tree built. We opened it up, and there it was dismantled right on the top. I'm like, no, just no. 
Shame on you, whatever company. What company? Starling. Starling. Seriously, shame on you. How dare you bait this poor innocent man <laughs> into thinking he has a containment solution to hold a built tree? It's probably still over. It's still over here. No, that's the plastic. Uh, that's the cardboard. It one. doesn't matter. The it's still there. <laughs> that's built. <laughs> if, I don't want to move the camera, but it's right there. And that's because it didn't fit in the box. It still doesn't fit in the box. Shame. But that, shame. Ding ding. Shame. That, that's the spare. I don't care. <laughs> Storing the main one, collapse. Uh, you know what's funny? Shame. You know what's funny about that? Because I don't even need that shame. tree. I can leave it collapse. There I know. There's actually a piece from we, one of the We've discussed how useless the component is. <laughs> I agree. I'm just saying, if that was your big, like, as far as I'm concerned, that was the claim to fame. It was like, look at this gorgeous game. Everything builds up to the big centerpiece of that massive tree that one gets in the way, and two, you have to dismantle every time you play it. Shame. I will tell you this. There's one cool thing that they did, but you have to buy <laughs> extra components for it, basically. Uh-huh. But uh, remember how my big complaint was, one of the big complaints was that the goal cards, I just have to lay them on the tree. Yes. You have to slide them off and look at uh-huh. them. They actually made leaf components for you to put on the tree and stand the card up for everybody can read it. Mm, I bet that wouldn't fit in that box. Yeah, it's fitting in it. Okay. Yeah. If only it were built. <laughs> well, the leaves are built. Cool. The tree isn't. What are the trees doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, and I know, and I, I, like, I don't mean to sound so negative. It's just as soon as you showed it to me, I'm like, finally, they built a salute. What the hell? What it's in the a world? massive box too. Like I it said, is. You can see how thick it is, but like I said, it goes all the way to yeah, the back twice of my as far back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it hits the other side of it the It is shelf. one of the biggest boxes. I think it's probably the biggest box that you currently have. It's the longest. Uh, it's the longest. I, I think volume-wise, it, it's the Frost biggest. Or, uh, Gloomhaven's about the same height as that yeah. one. I mean, uh, Final Girl's actually taller than it. Yeah, but I mean, like, volume-wise. Volume-wise, it is the bigger one. It's yeah. the biggest box you have. Yeah. And it still doesn't have the main box. Until I get Frosthaven in. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the... You, yes. We, we yeah, actually we seen it. the size of yeah, the box. Yeah, we saw it. We, we know how big it is. But that, I'm sorry. Everdell, I can't forgive that. That's that's the one. As soon as I... That was number one on my list. The first one I thought of when you're like, needs a big box. I'm like, that needs a better one. <laughs> Everything else I'm, about it is amazing. Honestly, like, I'm fine with it. It has nothing bad against the game. I'm just like, that's just... That's, so a, that's salt on the wound. From I'm what sorry. I am seeing with the Everdell box... Mm-hmm. The new Wingspan box is just as thick as it is because it does like what uh, the Viticulture uh, crate. Does the Wingspan box let you keep the the birdhouse somewhat? Like I mean, you, still you still have to take, take the, the bottom tray off. Okay, I mean, but the rest of the birdhouse. I mean, the, base, the base game allowed you to do it. Yeah, true. So See, they know. But you know what's nice about the Wingspan box? Huh? They're giving me another tray for um, the the big box is giving another um, dice tower. Because oh, okay. the other one, he's like, hey, if there's wear and tear, let's just throw a new one in there for everybody. No, oh, that's a good idea. Right. So, Mario, you should have designed Everdale's box. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. So, anyways, I was going to say about the Wingspan box, it's about the same, not the same length, it's uh-huh. slightly shorter than it, but it does what the the Tuscany box is, where it's split in the middle. That's fair. And well, I rest my case. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so my number one that needs the, the real one big box treatment is actually an older game. You and I both enjoy it. We were just talking about it because um, we're about another one trying to get more games to the table type uh-huh. thing. 
Uh, I recently got this back to the table, uh, and that's Dead of Winter. Yeah. Dead of Winter. That was on my list. There's two big base games. You have the Long Night and regular Dead of Winter. You have the Warring Factions. Then you have also, like, this little mini, not a lot of people remember this, but, like, the Rexon um, promo pack that came with it. Let me put everything in the big box, because you got, it's two boards, especially if you got the Warring Colonies, because you need both those boards. Uh, Same locations. Uh, I like the fact that the Long Night gives you, like, the cardboard uh, pieces instead of the the paper-thin ones. Uh, But, yeah, this one just needs it because there's so many cards in there. And then you could take out the ones that need to be the semi-co-op because there is a variant that you can play in the rulebook of just doing a strictly co-op game where you don't have the hidden betrayer. But there's certain characters that need to be taken out for that reason. Yeah. You can give me a section for those. Okay, we're playing this. Let's put them in. Yep. Um, it makes setup a lot easier because this game has a lot of setup. A place for all the dice, a place for everything. Yeah. Along the lines of Everdell, even though he hates the big box. But this one needs it. I Because I, I really enjoyed the game. I probably would never play Warring Colonies. Yeah. Just because... Still, it has is... plenty of content extra for mm-hmm. either base set, too. Yeah. Uh, it's because they're two two full games that play exactly the same. It's just there's different content on this one to this one. Uh, plus all the promos that they did. There's like the Felicia Day promo. Yep. There's the the Mall Santa or no the Mrs. Claus. No, uh, I think there's a Rodney Smith promo yep. for it too. So and that's the big thing I like about what the Everdell or uh, where Everdell did and what the Wingspan is doing is that you can separate all the cards from each expansion and then yep. there's actually a spot for just the promo cards. Yeah. Dead of Winter needs that treatment, yeah. To the point where, like mine, I do have both uh, expansions in there. It's packed to the rim. And for all my cards, just to make sure they're safe, because I don't sleeve anything, I'm putting them in deck boxes. Just to make sure everything's safe and sound and doesn't get hurt. Give me a big box for it, because there's so much content for this game. Let me have a storage solution for it. Right, exactly. All right, that's it for me. Well, we hope you enjoyed that list. Um... I apologize for the nonsensical ranting, but, you know. Yeah, that's what you're here for. That's what I do. Um, we definitely want to thank you for tuning in. If you ever want to join us on one of our live episodes, we generally film on Tuesdays. And every time I say that, we have to take a break, Doctor. Yeah. Um, we stream on twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames. We film on Tuesdays, but if you subscribe to us on Twitch or um, follow our Twitter, we're usually... I am going back and forth on Twitter. Because everything that's going on. But you'll get notified when we go live. That's right. Um, also, you can find all video re-uploads on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on our platform. Subscribe if you're not. Like the video. And comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games uh, Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And if you ever want to reach us directly, you can email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. This could include just saying hi, entering your future contests, or giving us ideas for future topics. As well as you can get in contact with us on our official Twitter account at EBG Podcast. Um, we are thinking about branching out in the social media aspect of it because everything that's going on with Twitter right now. So we'll let you know. Yeah. And so we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And thank you for tuning in to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.